Hello, this is a new series of interviews with Ian Constance, Chief Executive of the Advanced Propulsion Centre. My name is Clem Silverman from the APC Stakeholder Engagement Team, and we normally aim to capture Ian's thoughts three or four times a year in written form on our website. But now we wanted to trial bringing you this in an audio podcast. I sat down in front of the microphone with Ian in June 2022, and in this first episode, we chat about the recent APC funding announcements, the resilience of supply chains, and why now is the time to invest in the UK to really commercialise all this great new automotive technology. Ian, thank you very much for joining me today to talk about your thought leadership for this quarter. Um, I'd like to start by asking you what your highlights have been for the last couple of months in the APC and uh, what recent developments there's been. Well, there's been a lot of exciting things, as usual. I would start with our latest round of APC collaborative R&D projects. We have funded two large-scale late-stage projects uh, with some really interesting tech and really interesting collaborators. One of those led by the new Norton Motorcycles uh, business, uh, backed by uh, TVS, a a large Indian maker of motorcycles, but now based in uh, Solihull, uh, producing motorcycles again and looking to go into electric motorcycles and working with us and other partners um, on that. Uh, Ox, Ox delivers, really fascinating project again, Uh, actually using uh, UK supply chains uh, and UK developed product for developing nations to actually help to develop markets in those places where mobility is uh, is just not prevalent today. So really fascinating projects. We have uh, funded 19 feasibility uh, projects through uh, the ATF. ATF, that's the Automotive Transformation Fund, is that correct? The Automotive Transformation Fund is is absolutely right. These are the projects where people come to us and say, I have an idea around a a piece of technology or a process or a reserve or something like that that will help with the EV supply chain or the low-carbon supply chain in the UK uh, for next generation of vehicles and we help them with relatively small, short-scale projects that prove there's a feasibility to go after, after, which hopefully gets them to come into a larger-scale automotive transformation bid for some for some capital yeah. later. So, uh, so those are so the those are the sort of key highlights from the program. But equally, uh, just yesterday we uh, announced our collaboration with Plug and Play and Jaguar Land Rover on a brand new incubator and accelerator uh, program. And uh, in the in the Zenzik space, in the connected autonomous mobility space, we've also had um, some really great announcements coming through. Our CAM scale-up program, that's our connected autonomous mobility scale-up program, which again is a, a, um, a collaboration between Zenzik and Plug and Play, uh, looking to help uh, developers in that space, small developers with good ideas, spin out startups, that kind of thing, to accelerate their idea uh, to a point where they can get more investment or bring customers on board. And uh, and then this uh, and then uh, a really important development is the 
CAV deployment program, a Connected Autonomous Vehicle Deployment Program. Now that's really uh, critical as well because what that is doing is supporting people to deploy Connected Autonomous Vehicles into particular commercial applications to prove to help prove and pilot the technology to get confidence around the technology and improve the development of the technology but also importantly to demonstrate the commercial application of it and showcase what can be done so that's key really so you've touched on actually the two what i've heard you describe as the two mega trends in in automotive that's a decarbonization at the tailpipe in the supply chain but then also the connected autonomous mobility piece so why now and why is the UK a good place to invest in this technology? We've always been an automotive nation right from the start of the automotive journey and, um, and I think uh, we've also always been a very innovative uh, country. We've got great engineering through our fantastic academic uh, institutions, our great universities turning out wonderful engineers. And, and it's long been known that the UK is great at coming up with new ideas in this regard. So whether it's on the low carbon uh, and zero carbon emissions development stuff, uh, whether it be around batteries, motors, hydrogen fuel cells or hydrogen combustion related technology, we've always been good at coming up with those ideas. Now is the time that we can actually put some of that to work because the market is now suddenly taking off and it is critical that we therefore follow up on that investment and build those supply chains at scale and that's why the automotive transformation fund which we touched on a minute ago is so critical uh, because what that is doing is it's attracting the investment and helping co-investing with the investors with government to build the battery plants, but importantly, and, and the motor plants and so on, but importantly to follow up behind that and look at those all critical um, supply chains into those battery plants, into those motor plants, into those fuel cell plants or whatever it might be. Speaking of supply chains, you know, there's been pressure on supply chains throughout the automotive sector globally, shortage of semiconductors, chip shortage. We just published a study that says there may be a looming lithium shortage given the demand um, in the next decade. Uh, we have the impact of geopolitical crises as well, impacting the, com uh, the commodity prices globally as well. So what can we do about supply chains and supply chain resilience? Well, I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, and, uh, and I think that's one that is taking up a lot of people's thinking right now. Fundamentally, again, this is where we have the opportunity now to reshore a lot of activity. What we see is that suddenly the whole way of assessing a supply chain and assessing a, um, the ability, that the way you purchase and procure things in to build cars or build bits to build cars is changing. In the past, it was all about what the cost of labor was, the labor content, getting and, the, and then the transport, the transporting the raw materials in and getting the parts out to wherever you're building the car. And that mix between those costs and the, and, and the supply routes. But suddenly the world is changing and the provenance of materials is really important. And that provenance means 
how much carbon, what's the carbon footprint of that material going in. The next bit is where is it coming from? Is it coming from a friendly place where I can rely on my investment and I can rely on those supply routes being kept open? Uh, and, and, and you mentioned global politics and geopolitics and with all the crazy things that are going on in the world, you know, uh, we perhaps many of us never thought we'd be in this situation. But here we are looking at those kind of things saying, well, that's more important than the absolute cost. That's not to say that cost isn't going to be important and labor costs and and all the other things and energy costs and all the other things that go into procuring materials and goods that the cost will always be important and you have to deliver efficiency but suddenly there's a real imperative to look at some of these other uh, uh, these other things on top and consumers and governments and everybody else asking questions about these things um, means that uh, there's an opportunity now as we build these new supply chains to onshore and, and to bring some of this back closer to home. Looking ahead in the next couple of months then, um, talk about those wider trends. What's next for the APC in the next few months and what might we be talking about come the Low Carbon Vehicle Show in September? What, what might be the big topics around which uh, people be grabbing a coffee at the show? Zero at the tailpipe for cars and vans. We're on a, a clear trajectory forward now. I've said this before, I'm sure I'll say it again. We're on a clear trajectory now by 2035 in the UK and you know in, in much of Europe that, that, that we will have battery electric vehicles and we'll have zero emission at the tailpipe vehicles. So we have to continue to innovate to bring costs down, to improve the charging times of those vehicles. That's both on vehicles and the charging capabilities and availability in the market. In, in, in on the broader sort of infrastructure side of things um, but but beyond that we need then to start moving towards this net net zero look how do we make sure that those cars when they get and, and vans when they get delivered aren't, aren't full of unsustainable carbon related emissions in, in the upstream supply chains and, and, and the production and procurement and delivery of those cars. So that's that's one. I think the second bit of it is heavy duty. Uh, whilst, you know, the potential routes for heavy duty using hydrogen and uh, some electrification, clearly battery electric will be still be a big part as you start to rise up beyond that three and a half tonne Bit that we're clearly legislated for but exactly how that's going to play out and exactly what's going to come and who's going to develop what I think is still very open and I think that is creating that openness is creating a level of uh, concern and a level of um, delay in terms of decision making in a lot of those manufacturers that we know that the margins are very thin in freight um, we know that the investments are very high to change the products in heavy duty so people you know want to know what the answer is before they place their place their bet so to speak before they make their investment i think the ongoing issues around semiconductors particularly how we uh, get through that and resolve that because 
Um, that's a very near-term issue for the industry, but actually, um, you know, there is a lot. There's a there's a there's a lot to play out in terms of connected autonomous mobility. The need for more processes, the need for more chips, more and smarter, cleverer uh, technology going into vehicles, but also on the electrification side of things relative to the power chips and the changes in technology that are going on there and how do we create the resilient supply chain on that. And then you mentioned it at the beginning, you know, lithium, nickel, uh, cobalt, how do we uh, secure sustainable supply, supply chains for the battery factories that are going up and not stall that whole rollout of BEVs. Um, as we can't potentially keep up with the demand for materials going in, given the you know the clock speed of designing and developing and launching cars, to building gigafactories, to uh, developing mines and the processing capabilities for those yeah, materials. It could take up to ten, 10 years to open. Exactly, mine, exactly, exactly. What is driving this change in in attitude or uh, change in direction? Is it the policy? to go to net zero emission vehicles? Or are we talking about a greater shift in the way that we procure and manufacture in this country? Well, I, th I think it's not just this country, first of all. I think you're, you're seeing this, you're seeing it all around the world to some degree or another. Consumers, people are getting more and more exercised about climate change, about greenhouse gas reduction, and, and, and what it's doing to the planet and the need to do something and do something now because there's a, I think there's a, a growing recognition that we can't just leave it until 2050 and then suddenly turn everything off. That's not going to work. I think you hear louder and louder voices pushing those messages. The consumers are coming through very quickly to both governments and big corporations that say, if you don't provide me with something that I know has been sustainably sourced and something that has been um, ethically produced, then I don't really want it. So people asking lots of questions, people developing methods of measuring and tracking and tracing those kind of things. Um, and that certainly is, uh, is an emerging trend that uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of in the next, uh, certainly in the next few months and years. Great. Fantastic. Yep. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for listening. That was the APC's Chief Executive, Ian Constance, and I've been Clem Silverman. We'll be back later in the year with more insight. Stay tuned and subscribe to our channels to keep up to date with the latest from the Advanced Propulsion Centre.